Hi, this is Jean Nathan. It's time for Crosstown Conversations. Thank you to Blake Jones Law Firm and Stay Local, an organization that's working to make sure that we support our local businesses. Um, and we have, as always, a great show with some very interesting people. I think you're going to enjoy it. So stay tuned. I am really actually very excited about a program that the Mayor's Office of Cultural Economy uh, began as a way of addressing the impact of COVID on our creatives in the city. And um, I was especially proud to be invited to join that program with our, um, pro our um, virtual tours that we do called Artists in View, which is just a small part of uh, what you all have been doing with this program. But I, I want you to tell me about yourself a little bit Tell me about the program and then we'll dive in a little deeper. Well, thank you for having me and thank you for always using your platform um, with Cannell and just keeping us all engaged in art. You're a trailblazer um, in, in that, um, in your own right. Yes, you are, because okay. you've been doing this long before I was the deputy of arts and culture under this administration. So I'm very honored to, um, be a part of your program to to get the word out so um embrace the culture virtual series came as a mandate from mayor cantrell when this pandemic first started her her concern was not only for the safety of the citizens of new orleans but also she felt the need to keep the culture alive. We know New Orleans is a city that thrives off of art and culture and music and tourism. That's the heart and heartbeat of our city. So the Office of Cultural Economy answered that call and we conceptualized the term embrace the culture as an answer to COVID, as an immediate response to provide stimulation to everyone. The people that view the program, the artists that, you know, when you have a, a um, when you have an art form, you wanna keep creating, especially when you feel stressed. I know that I do. I wanna continue to create and lean to the things that provide a soothing comfort to me. So I'm very honored and proud to be leading this charge along with my director, Lisa Alexis, and the team here over um, in the culture economy and also Mayor Cantrell. Let me just step back for a minute, Alana, because um, you recalled for me uh, a prior phase of your life. And uh, just, uh, just for a little bit of background for people um, out there who don't know you, um, give me just a couple of the, um, of the uh, elements of your trail your own trail to where you are? So I first um, came in contact with Cannell when I was a community outreach director for Dryad's Public Market. And I was charged with keeping the community connected and involved to the market, which, is in, which was in a very beautiful building right in the heart of Central City. So we would partner with Cannell um, to have a lot art, of other yes the entire third floor was always filled with these beautifully curated art shows 
under the direction of Miss Jean Nath, and I worked with Jamie, and we would get this art display, and it was the most soothing thing to just take a walk, you know, upstairs and just view art on your lunch break, you know, before you start your work day. It was just always open and available. So I was really introduced to a lot of, of local art from Cannell. So I'm happy, I was very excited to, to, to be a part of your show today. So I, I, um, I think you used a very important word. And, uh, and I think that this is part of why the, your program is so important that you're doing now with the Mayor's Office of Cultural Economy. And that is, you know, presenting the work of artists um, virtually uh, at a time when um, venues that they, they, those artists, whether they're performing or, or visual or, or film, video, whatever they are, um, would, would, would not be visible at all without the, the kind of program that you're doing. Um, but soothing is such an important word and just the effect that, that art has on people. So as much as this is helping the artists, it's also helping people who yeah. are home, isolated, working constantly, handling their children while they're dealing with their work. And I, I just, I mean, I have, right now, I just have Bo, my Australian shepherd, Bo, E-A-U-X, by the way, not, <laughs> as I point out all the time, um, uh, you know, to worry about, and that's enough. And, and then I think about people who've got a couple kids at home and they're trying to balance that. So it's, it's not an easy world we're living in right now at all, needless to say, and of course the threat that we are constantly worried about of, of becoming infected and not knowing whether it's going to be for us light or really serious. So um, that's, that's, that's what I think is so uh, vital about what you're doing, that in addition to giving artists an opportunity to be showing what they're doing, you also um, we're truly affecting the quality of life of people who are out there. Yeah. Is that how you feel about it? That's, that's exactly how I feel about it, because I see art as a spiritual practice. I see it as a healing practice. It's, it's an expression that sometimes you can't logically express, but you can, you know, show it through music or cooking or painting or just crafting. So it's, it's what we all need right now. You know, you mentioned Bo, but I, I have um, a daughter that's 10 years old. So I've been multitasking, you know, as a mom. We, um, in our cultural office, we got a therapy pet, which is a, um, a betta fish <laughs> that we I named. I betta fishes. Yeah, we named him Kuumba for creativity. Oh, so, say the word again. Kuumba. Kuumba. K-U-U-M-B-A. It's a quan one of the Kwanzaa principles. So it means creativity. So when we need to just you know, take a break. We just go and, and, and sit with little Kuumba while he's swinging around in the, in the tank. And, um, you and know. with you, right? I mean, <laughs> definitely. Um, I, I had them for many years, actually, when I lived alone, when I was working in, in New York in the 90s. I was working for David Dinkins, and I, my husband was here, and I was there. And so I would go talk to my fish. Yes. It's kind of ridiculous, but um, they really do kind of relate to you. Of course, they're looking for food, but uh, nonetheless. He knows when we're in the room because he'll just open up and, you know, spread his Oh, spread you know. his fins, yeah. Yeah, so he's a beautiful fish. We'll send you a picture of him, but um, 
just the, this. You send me a, a picture. I'm going to put it in my newsletter. Yeah, we'll send you a picture of Kuumba. But, um, you know, the, this platform, Embrace the Culture series, you know, we wanted to uplift. Um, we don't control the expressions, but we just wanted to uplift, directly uplift, you know, the artists and artisans and culture bearers in the city and just let them know that the city is here for them. Um, you know, we get them registered in our brass system. So when future opportunities arise, they'll get an email. So they're already, you know, in the brass system um, when events and things are needed in the city. Explain that a little more because, you know, one of our artists, just one of them, and it really wasn't the artist himself, it was his representative said, oh, that's too many forms. We're not gonna bother with that. And I was saying, really? But then you'll be in the system. And as things come up in the future, you'll get called on. And he, yeah. I don't think he really understood. So explain exactly how that works. So the brass system is the city's new fiscal system. And you register yourself, register yourself as a supplier. And you can go on there and select what type of supplier you want to be. You can select different, you know, whether it's your, your company provides, you know, paper plates, or if you're a musician, or if you an artist. So if we in the city need to get some work done, we have to go through the brass system. So you're already in there as a supplier. So you'll get emails and, and when things come up, major projects with the city, you already have the information. So you'll get notices of opportunities. Yes, you do. Yes, I you mean, do. I, I don't see how anybody could not fill in the forms to me. All of my other artists uh, that have come through our program for Artists in View have uh, understood that and done it. It was just this one guy who said, no, I'm not going to do all those forms. Yeah, some people are afraid of it, um, but it's actually oh, that contracts work. and bids and proceed. You get, you get all procurement information that every citizen should, should have access to anyway. So as a part of the Embrace the Culture series, we want you to know that, you know, even with you going through this, participating in the series, we've also took it a step further and got you help to get you registered in brass. So you're already on your way. So anything that happens, you already are. So it's really, it's, it's a win-win. So it's a um, win -win. Tell, me, tell me about um, the artists that you are showing because uh, it seems many of them are musicians and so you are actually showing performances, is that right? Yes. So tell me about um, what kind of work you're showing and maybe who your favorites are. Of course, you're not gonna wanna say that, but, um, but you can point out a couple that, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, they, so they, what we've done is we've broken up our program into three segments. We have Inspirational Mondays. It's actually four segments. We have Inspirational Mondays, wellness wednesdays and then on fridays we have a variety we've had kids corner and we've also had the mayor's lunch mix where we feature different djs from around the city because everybody wants to get get in a little groove during lunch and that could be a workout too um i i don't have a favorite but i'm very proud of wellness wednesdays because as a uh as I traveled uh, last year to Japan and South Korea on behalf of the city, um, I visited many temples and um, 
was exposed to a lot of um, different cultures. So we have, we just had Tai Chi on yesterday with Susan Welch, which I never knew what Tai Chi was. And it's the movement of energy. And I felt so energized and so renewed. You don't have to be an athlete to do Tai Chi. You can do it from your desk, from your chair. We've, we've done meditation series. We, we had a Buddhist monk in, a Vietnamese Buddhist monk, that he did a series of meditations. Um, we have had yoga. We have featured um, Furman. We, we partnered with the House of Blues and with the Fillmore. Um, so on Wednesdays, we do a series featuring various artists in the city. So we do a multicultural platform as well. We've had um, Daria and the Hip Drops, which I thought was very interesting and fun. Um, we featured um, Lou Hill has his band. It's called Water Seed, which I'd never seen Water Seed perform. They were great. Tanya Boyd Cannon um, has been curating our kids' corner, and on tomorrow they'll be performing their um, rendition of The Princess and the Frog. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. So, yeah, so that'll be a live virtual series. So we've, we've stretched and expanded. Um, we partnered with um, Film New Orleans. We did the love streaming. Um, we've done just, we've tried to just expand it to all areas. We've had um, time, a, a chef, she did a, a, a live cooking um, series where she cooked this pasta with chicken and I've been doing it the way she showed me since that day. <laughs> uh, so it's, we, we, we're, we're open and we're expansive. And as the mayor has said, it can't be only one way. We have to get out and get and tap into all the cultures of the city. And we have a project with Jeonju, South Korea, and the Preservation Hall Brass Band that's going to be coming out in a week or so. And they did Lean On Me um, as a collaborative, which I'm very excited about. Very important song at the moment, uh, one of the anthems of our protests. Um, so are these performances continue to be available? The, the tours that we do, we're, we're stacking them on our website and you can yes. go back to them in the future. Is that also true for Embrace the Culture? That is also true for every series um, for Embrace Culture. It's, the point of it is so you can have a library of things that you can do but we try to keep our segments the same every week for people that we know are relying on that 12 o'clock or that two o'clock. We try to keep everything consistent. We're a little less consistent. We get our post out on Friday, but uh, not necessarily at exactly the same time. I'm gonna try to keep that in mind and see if we can um, get, uh, cause we've, we've been honing our process as we go along. And um, we now are consistently out on Friday, but not necessarily out. It's again. been great on Fridays to catch your um, um, your program as well. So that's 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 been a segment of our Friday like evening. You know, when the when the workday is winding down, you want to relax and have some art. Okay, yeah. so it's okay that we get it up a little bit later in the day because you're really focused. 
Okay, that's good to know. Um, so what do you think about the future, um, Alana? What's your plans? Uh, I, you know, we put this up for COVID, but frankly, we had kind of started to do this some time ago and we 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 got away from it because we were, we were kind of understaffed and we just couldn't do that at the same time that we were doing some other things. But we've pretty much committed now that we figured out a process for getting it up without mm -hmm that much labor i mean there's still some labor involved um we're, we're planning to keep this going um uh indefinitely and just keep adding artists but you know i'm gonna tell you i don't know about you but one of the things that's been hard for us truthfully is artists are funny people they really are so involved in the making of their art especially visual artists yeah they live in a kind of isolated world you know musicians are out there and so their way of interacting is different but um, visual artists, they're kind of hunkered in their studios and they do their work and they really are a lot of them not necessarily that interested in it interfacing with the rest of us. So we've had kind of a, we have to really work hard to get that artist to send that video in. I got to tell you, so I don't know what your experience has been with this, but we've got to work at it. Well, I think to answer the first part of your question, I think we all are having to pivot the way we from our norm, because it, it, it appears that this, this virus is not going anywhere. So we have no choice but to pivot. Um, I'm actually enjoying being able to be in my living room or be um, in the workspace and click on a video that I wouldn't normally have to go and see, you know, in person and that I couldn't make it from for other reasons. So I feel like we're all more intimately connected with one another in a way that we hadn't all been before. Mm -hmm. So even when things open back up and, and this pandemic is gone, I, I think it's important that we keep this platform going. That's great. It's just so that a is new your way. You're thinking about doing this long term? Yeah, it's not going anywhere. Um, we will continue to embrace the culture. But one creative right. and interesting thing we've done we featured um, an artist named Charlie V, and we wanted him to do a live painting. We really didn't know how to do it um, and what to expect. So Charlie, he brought his playlist. And so what we did, we were in the room with Charlie, but we were all just quiet. And so we were able to record the beginning processes of the painting in one hour. And as he got deeper and deeper into the painting, the only thing he asked us to do was he wanted us to change songs because he needed a specific song. So he didn't get a chance to finish the painting live, but then I noticed on Sunday, he went live and he finished the painting. So I'm saying all that to say it can be done. It, it may, um, if they would share with us the processes and we not bother them, it would be, great and i'll send it over to you the painting is beautiful he took an old faded picture of he and his brother and he transformed it into a painting yeah. he used um paint markers but you know i would love to see the process that a ceramicist does i would like to see a process of you know how pottery is made or or one of these artists in the city we would like to see the processes. I'm going to talk to uh, Mapo Kennard about that. We have her video on. And actually, I think there's a short element in it where she does uh, take you into the studio. But 
um, she's a teacher in addition to a ceramic sculptor. Uh, and uh, maybe she would be agreeable to doing something uh, like that because she makes beautiful work, both sculptural as well as utilitarian. And um, I'll bet you yeah. to do that. So uh, thank you for that suggestion. I'll follow up on that. You know, I don't know if you saw John Barnes's um, video that we have up. Um, he, he's the head of the art department at Dillard. And um, he actually normally does abstract work with using wood, pieces of wood, and he kind mm -hmm. of combines them. But in the video that he sent to us, he did a figurative work with the head of an African woman. It's extremely beautiful, but he did it with cutting laser into the wood, but wow. very fine. Take a look at it. And um, he, he, I don't recall, but I don't remember that he actually shows it, the technique and process, but he shows you the work. Um, and he's another one who maybe might be willing to um, do some kind of a demonstration. But and maybe like we can curate some special Embrace the Culture pieces because the painting that Charlie B did, it will be a part of the Embrace the Culture series at a later date when we can have contact with public. The vision is to have um, some type of um, art exhibit. Yeah. So if we need to work together to, to to ask artists to curate some specific pieces of how they feeling during this pandemic or for Embrace the Culture, we can definitely do that because it's amazing to watch the process. Well, and that's part of what, um, I mean, we, we were trying to keep it really simple so that we could just get a lot of videos up there. So we were basically just telling our artists, listen, just take your iPhone or your Android, walk around your studio and talk about your work two, three minutes, done. And just to make it so that I was more likely to get the product back from them. Yeah, and I understand. If you like that. Um, but to take it a little bit further and get into the idea of them showing process, I think it's really important because I think one of the reasons people do not buy art as much as they might is because they're a little intimidated about not really understanding exactly what yes. they are doing and why. So to show them the making of the work in process and have the artists talk about, you know, what, what they have in mind and why they're doing it the way they're doing it, um, I think is, um, that's the way people have went over. You know, we started doing um, that, the, the original interviews and also the art home tours that we do out of a conviction that a lot of people don't buy art because they don't understand it or they feel intimidated because we don't have arts education the way we used to. And it is intimidating. So, so to make it, I think that if somebody is connected to an artist, either if they're a friend of theirs, yes. make some kind of connection. And that's one of the purposes of these things that you all are doing and we are all doing is getting people more comfortable and familiar with some of these other works. I love Embrace the Culture. I have been calling it Engage the Culture. I will be honest and admit to you I, i'm a very truthful painfully truthful person but um i am crazy about the program i was really, uh, very grateful to have the call from lisa alexis inviting me to be a part of it and yeah. I, i'm ecstatic to hear that you're going to continue to do it that's what we want to do and so we're happy to continue to be a part of it with you before we close off, and I, I am just about out of time, and I've been notoriously running over in my interviews and, and, and screwing up the whole show um, framework, so I don't want to do that. But 
Um, is there anything else that you're working on right now that you just want to alert us to that I, I should make sure and ask you while I've got you on here? At first, I'd like to add, um, if you can express this to any artist that you engage when you're asking them to share, just remind them that the children are watching. And the only way they're going to learn right now is if they see processes. And right now we have everyone's attention. So it's a good idea to share processes, especially if art is intimidating. Personally, as an adult, I'm intimidated when I walk into certain art galleries, but I'm curious enough to not let my intimidation run me away. You so know, right some, some <laughs> of the galleries uh, kind of, quite frankly, can be a little attitudinal. Yes, or put it in absolutely. Kind of put on airs. And that does turn people away. And they, they're trying to sort of boost their role in the world. Um, recently, my husband is showing some work at a gallery called Octavia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Moved to 700 Magazine Street. The, the women who are in there who run it, they are so nice, sweet, informative, will walk around with you, tell you about the work. And I, I think the more that we can encourage the galleries to be welcoming, um, I think that would be very helpful. And, and um, I, I would say more of them are like that than not, but yeah. it's something that um, I do appreciate them being yeah. friendlier. So I think it's important. I am uh, very grateful for you giving me the time yeah. uh, and, and uh, being a memory for me because People who know me know that that's my, not my strongest quality. So um, it was really great to hear you remember things that I had to, oh yeah, right. Um, <laughs> we're gonna keep Embrace the Culture going. Um, we're gonna um, take probably a one week break to just revamp, but we're gearing up for Embrace the Culture abroad because we're getting interest from other countries to partner with us. So we're going to stand up our Embrace the Culture Abroad series, but we've helped over a hundred artists with direct stimulation by giving them small stipends, but it's direct. And I know it makes an impact if you can buy a bag of groceries or Whoa. get the things you need. Um, so we do plan on continuing the series. Now, when you say embrace the culture abroad, does that mean you'll show artists from elsewhere or you'll make sure that art artists are seen elsewhere or both? Both. That's both. what I thought. Yeah. We're open to both um, because we, you know, we are one and, and you know, the, the curiosity of New Orleans and the love that the world has for New Orleans, we have to expand. You know, if the borders won't open, then we will open up the Embrace the Culture program and continue to partner with Cannell and all of this others. We'll show, we'll, we'll show them that we, you know, the borders may be closed, but the creativity is still alive and well. The culture in New Orleans is alive and well, and we're going to keep going and we're going to do this thing virtually for the world. Well, I think that um, I, I, I kind of made that the closing comment, but I'll just add this, that um, hospitality is one, the hospitality industry, tourism is one source of income for our creatives, but it shouldn't be the only, and we do need to continue to grow opportunities yes. for our artists to basically 
sell their work, their performance, yes. their products on an export basis out of the city. That, yes. That's why places like LA and New York and Chicago, you know, are, are also cultural centers in a different sense from us. And we, we don't want to be, I, I, I always hear artists talk about how doing live gigs in a city is one thing, but having an international market through their recording exactly. is another. And so the videos that you're talking about making available online could be an incredibly important part of helping reach a broader audience. Thank you, thank you, thank you for what you're you You're very do. welcome. I really appreciate it. And I love being involved with it too. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, audience. I'm Dr. Franklin. Um, I bring you greetings from Crescent City Pharmacy. Um, the question is at hand is where do I get the nerve from? Well, it all started one day. My dad was a business owner. Ah. And just through his entrepreneurship skills, he was a contractor, he was he specialized in demolition, he specialized in concrete laying. And um, just to observe him and to see his interactions with people, just to see his number one, his drive, mm -hmm. his persistence, his, his uh, ability to persevere through tough times has trickled down to me and mm -hmm. I am grateful. And actually um, three out of the four kids have their own businesses. Wow. Right. So, um, you know, my mom and dad, they kind of nourished us with love and to just leap, leap off to faith. So yeah. um, with this particular business, I know a lot of people have always asked me, where did the desire, the passion for pharmacy come from? My oldest sister's best friend was a pharmacist. Uh, it, uh, graduated from Xavier and he was a pharmacist and he would always come to my parents' house and just start talking to me about um, pharmacy. I don't know if uh, many people remember Rite Aid way back in the day, in the day before Rite Aid, shall I say K and B. Oh, and of course. Yeah. yes, he was yeah. working there. We had a K and B at the corner. Okay, every, yeah, everybody at the corner of the corner of Carrollton. Yeah, it was on the corner of Carrollton, Caddy Corner to Xavier. He used to work there, and at times. He would just allow me on a Saturday just to come and sit on the floor, just to observe what he does. Wow. And there's always a mentor in our lives, right? Yes. It's, it's, you hear this over and over again. There was somebody um, who encouraged you. Who and encouraged us, High school yes. teacher who yes. aimed me at a, at a right. post-secondary school program that I mm -hmm, could not mm -hmm. have afforded, except for the fact that it was land grant and, and yes. it's all the difference in my life. Yep. Right, right. So... Um, from there, he would just, you know, just always talk to me about pharmacy. Well, Shonda, do you know what we do? Yeah, I know what you do. You get your prescriptions filled there. You know, my mom and dad briefly there when he got prescriptions. And, you know, it's a little bit more than that. So, you know, he would just come in, just like allow me just to come and sit on the floor just to see what he does. And I said, you know something? What do I have to lose? It looks interesting. And I'm interested in, in finding out how drugs affect the body. Mm -hmm. So I went home, shared that with my mom and dad. Actually, I was in high school. I'm a graduate of uh, McMain, that's located on uh, South Claiborne. And my best, I had two best friends and none of us knew what we wanted to go to school for. I said, yes, I do. I'm going to go for pharmacy. And they said, well, we're going to come and follow you. As of today, 
We are still best friends. All three of us are pharmacists today. Oh my goodness. So not yeah. only did you get mentored, but you mentored. Yeah, I mentored them That's and no, story. you know, we didn't know we all, if, well, the other two live in another state, but we all communicate. We've been friends, best friends since seventh grade, wow. which is amazing. And we're all in different sectors of pharmacy. Oh, that's so interesting. Well, um, you know, it was the stay local people who mm -hmm. um, graciously uh, helped support my program okay. and make it possible for us to um, bring people like you on to our show. I appreciate and, uh, it. I, I really, I'm, I'm, I really want my audience to, to, to again, in a sense, be mentored by you um, through what they're going to hear from you. So. Um, okay, you make this decision, you, you're going to become a pharmacist, you study it in school. Yes, and then graduated from pharmacy that. school, graduated from pharmacy school, mind you, failed the board by one point, not one time, but two times because I was preparing for a wedding. Oh. Planning a wedding and my mom and dad said, you know, didn't listen. LaShonda, you need to be focusing on your board. Oh, no, I can do it all. I'm yeah. not ashamed of it because people need to hear it. Through my failures comes, you have, to, you, you have to persevere. You <laughs> this is another story you hear a lot from people who mm -hmm. succeed. There's always failures in our lives. Absolutely. 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 Another. Right. Well, now tell me, you decide to do your pharmacy. I decide to do your pharmacy. Okay. After Hurricane Katrina, I uh, actually worked at, um, I worked for Walmart. I've worked for Target. A lot of my training came from an independent, independent pharmacy that's located on Oak Street. I worked there for 18 years. Castellon? I was just about to say Castellon's Pharmacy, who are dear friends of mine. And I loved the owners. I, I, Mr. Castellon, Victor Castellon just really took me in as not only an employee, but a daughter. We Isn't still that have that relationship that today and just trained me and nurtured me. Mm -hmm. And I learned a lot back in the day. We, and we, I'm just so grateful to him. We still are friends today. We check on each other. We eat out. And just to um, still be encouraged. And, you know, he's still a mentor to me as well. I always call him my second dad. That's so interesting. So, we, you know, we celebrate our, our um, as they say, first responder heroes yes. and yes. all the heroes that are dealing <clears throat> right now with COVID in the hospitals. But we need, we need to have some kind of a mentor um, right. uh, recognition because right. um, they are so important in our lives. Right. Right. What, what, tell me, tell me about your challenges, but tell me about what makes you happy uh, during the course of your day and your business. And I know that. Well, always so challenges, many challenges. Yeah. Well, I've been here um, going on, I want to say seven years as of this coming October. Uh, this is the second pharmacy that I've opened. I opened one with a partner. And we definitely divided and I decided to move forward and open up a second one. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, I've been robbed at gunpoint twice in this oh, community. Goodness. Talk about five it. weeks apart. And that definitely was a challenge. But once again, I'm um, I'm a go-getter. 
Um, just because that happens, it doesn't define who you are and it doesn't define your business to me. Um, it happened, unfortunately. And I think it has actually matured me in so many different ways. I'm extremely alert now, more than ever. Um, but uh, the challenges in this community, I don't know if many of you guys know about, I'm located in Central City. It's a underserved community. Um, a lot of individuals are, are uneducated. Uh, it's a low socioeconomic uh, community. And in saying that, there's a need for a pharmacy in this um, immediate community. In looking for, in looking, uh, in determining where to find uh, another spot, shall I say, once, I, once my partner and I dissolved, I wasn't certain where to go, but I started serving. I was in the area and I would just start serving and then stopping by, you know, individuals sitting on the porches and whatnot. So I decided to come out with a little survey on what the needs were. Nine out of 10 said they needed a pharmacy in the immediate community. And yeah. I was like, cha-ching, in terms of, yes. Now, the, next, the next problem was finding a building. Yeah. So that was another six months. Um, so finally, um, after all that fared out, I opened up and um, I love it here. I love my, I call them my babies. Your um, I call my customers my babies. Uh, we definitely um, enjoy the love that they've uh, given us, the love that I give to them. I love them with everything in me and it's family. Um, there's not a day that does not go by where I just, sometimes I just turn over in the middle of the night and just laughed and said, God, thank you for just putting me here. Because when you really know what your true purpose is in life, um, I can honestly say I found it. Wow. And it goes beyond serving. And there's something that my dad instilled within me uh, before he died about two years, 2018. And it resonates in my spirit every, every day when I wake up. And he said, if you've never pursued the will that God has for your life, you haven't done anything. It will be a sad moment for you to die with your work undone. And in essence, serve Ye the Lord, LaShonda, and he'll take care of the rest. Mm -hmm. And I've just, it's just a blessing to be able to serve in this community. Uh, we've definitely partnered. Uh, we're patient focused. We definitely have built a lot of relationships with a collaborative relationships with a lot of the physicians. And um, I was going to ask you um, about that because uh, they, they uh, uh, you need to understand what they're trying to achieve in a way yes. with yes. their patients. And, and um, I'm sure you've learned a lot um, kind of beyond just the, far, the, the prescription. About, I have learned. Right. How to. Uh, I have learned street knowledge. Okay. Right, okay. <laughs> that Xavier didn't teach me. Mm -hmm. And it goes, it goes beyond the classroom. Mm -hmm. And um, I can say that I've, I'm actually a preceptor right now for Xavier University. 
And just the comments after the students leave here um, is just alarming. They've learned so much. They've been able to touch so many lives as well. Um, we partner with the um, Healthcare for the Homeless. And it's just a great opportunity for, for these students to see that we service a lot of the, I call them my babies that live under the bridge. Yeah. How, you know, it's not about this white jacket. It's about meeting people and loving them, meeting them where they are and just loving them. And we've definitely been able to um, just um, connect with them. And that's the joy that I have, you know, when you go, um, and we partner with we uh, partner with a lot of different uh, businesses in the community just to um, help them out. A lot of different churches that we uh, do flu shots for, and uh, partnering with the Ozanine Inn and the Mission House. Um, so we definitely enjoy. What I had, I'll say this: I would have never imagined that I'd be working with the homeless, <laughs> but it's definitely been a blessing to me. We've been. Uh, you know, the staff and I have gone um, times where we've just been able to serve at the missions, just to get, just to be family with them. We serve them. Yeah, I'll bet that you've learned a lot about the psychology mm -hmm. of uh, people and their ailments. And, oh, and yes. learned how to, in a sense, um, perceive uh, issues that are um, in the way of them getting better. I, I often think that, uh, that, that, you know, it's one thing to deal with a prescription. It's one thing to get um, uh, a, a perspective from your doctor. It's another thing to understand how to shape the way you live. Right. To, right, uh, right. Influence your, There's your a lot of, yes. One thing we always say about pharmacies, we are actually the most trusted professional. We're easily accessible. And it does go beyond filling a prescription. It's about giving them that, act, uh, that education about it. It's about uh, informing them that, number one, medications only work if you take them. A lot of patients are not compliant. And it's about optimizing health. It's about optimizing therapeutic. Um, it's about optimizing their um, efficacy in terms of medication therapy. Uh, you'd be surprised now, even with this uh, pandemic that's going around, people still aren't, they don't understand the necessity. I don't always say understand. They just don't want to take medications, period. So you, I try and reach out to them just to educate them. The importance of taking your diabetes medication, the importance of taking your high blood pressure medications. For example, yesterday I had a guy who just had a headache, had, just had a headache. All of a sudden he has a headache and now he wants to get his pressure, pressure medication filled. And he hadn't had it filled since October of 2019. Oh. So I'm... <laughs> You know, I loved on him. I hadn't seen him in a while. However, it's about educating. I got a chance to step away and just talk to him. You know, to spend some more time to let him know the importance of what hypertension can do. And it definitely is known as a silent killer. So uh, he did go, he did make an appointment to go to the doctor and he's now back on his medication. So it's about intervening 
It's about, it, it's, it's far beyond than just filling prescriptions. They become family. So I, I just admire everything I've, I've heard you say about uh, um, how you are practicing your profession and, um, and then handling again the challenges of running a small business because there's, there's, there's triple duty there. There's dealing with your customers, there's dealing with your job and, and filling the prescriptions mm -hmm. and understanding what those prescriptions really need to be, uh, dealing with the issue of competing uh, prescriptions. That's always a worry that uh, I think yes, yes, yes. It, yeah. it, does, it does keep me, I'll be honest, from taking uh, a certain drugs that a, a doctor prescribes for me and then I'll go read about the side effects. Yes, say, yes. This drug. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I know it's a, that's a complicated business. But then on top of that, there are the challenges of literally running the business. And oh, dealing yes. All the little things. Oh, yes. There's the entrepreneur in me, there's the manager in me, and then there's the technician. Yeah. I am in each one. And, you know, sometimes I'm a go, 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 but sometimes you just have to step back. And I've taken some classes because back in, in pharmacy school, and a lot of pharmacy schools do not necessarily educate us about entrepreneurship. Oh, um, that's interesting really they, hmm. they 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 push clinical and clinical and clinical and residencies and uh working in the hospitals and some other uh, but but entrepreneurship even when i graduated even today you know um entrepreneurship is not you know at the forefront i know and you know um, i have to just tell you because i want to share this because i share this all the time i don't understand why we do not teach business management and entrepreneurship in high school. Right. I, I wasn't taught it. You're right. I might be making some money today. Ah, go ahead, girl. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't taught in high school for me and definitely wasn't taught at Xavier. But, you know, back in when I graduated, you know, a lot of, in, a lot of pharmacists weren't opening up businesses, but now it's, it's, you know, really, you see more and more pharmacies that are opening up uh, today. So, which is a well, good I'm thing, a but it's fan of um, my local pharmacy. I actually am a Castellon customer. Ooh, you don't remember me? How long have you been over there? You don't remember me? You know, truthfully, uh, one of the reasons I am a customer there is because of delivery. Yes, we offer free delivery too. Mm -hmm. no, I, I do like delivery, as um, and I, I also am a customer of the. Um, Walgreens on St. Bernard. I live on Esplanade, so that's my closest pharmacy, really. Yes, yes. Uh, I used to go to, um, oh, I'm going to forget the name of the pharmacy that was on Esplanade Avenue. It was something like DeLong, DeJong. Um, DeBlanc. DeBlanc's. DeBlanc's pharmacy. DeBlanc's. DeBlanc's. Yes. I used to go to DeBlanc's. So I, I, I believe in a small business. I, I yes. really, um, I, I don't shop Amazon. I don't like the idea of all of our people having to work in warehouses. I really want to deal with people in stores. I do like delivery, but I like delivery locally and I like to be able right. to go to my store. So I just mm -hmm. want to tell you how grateful I am for the commitment you've made. Thank you. Thank you. you. And I want to tell our listeners that they should definitely patronize your store. So let's yes. talk about exactly your address, where you are. Sure, we're Crescent City Pharmacy. We're big on care, easy on cost. We're located at 2240 Simon Bolivar, um, New Orleans, Louisiana, 70113. Our phone number is 
267-4100. We do offer free uh, delivery, Medicare, Medicaid, cash, check, whatever you have. And um, we're here to serve you. And we're located in the heart of Central City. But it's definitely been a blessing um, to just serve you know, stop by, say hi. We usually serve coffee and tea, but unfortunately during this pandemic, we're oh. filling the prescriptions and getting them out. We do offer a curbside delivery as well for those who choose not to uh, step in the store. But thank, um, you. thank you so much, Lashonda, for uh, I know that you're already open. You're, you're in store about out. To open. We're going to be opening soon. Mm -hmm. So um, I appreciate you taking the time. And I, I hope that uh, some of the folks who are listening um, see that you are somebody that they would like to do business definitely with. Definitely so. And, and when you get a chance, definitely stop by as well. Say and hi. I just, I think stay local for telling me about you. Yes, thank you. you. Keep going. Keep I on. am. Okay. And one more thing, I'm in it to win it. Have thank a blessed you. day. Thank you. You take Bye. care. You too. Thank now. you for having me. Thank you. Okay, right. we're going to click all the clicks and... Um, Hopefully, uh, we will end our call. I look forward to running into you. I do. Me too. That you saw I look forward. We will run into each other. All right. That's a promise. Thank you. Thank you. Again, I think you had, I hope, uh, an interesting time listening to some of these folks we just had on and, and what they had to say. And I want to thank again Blake Jones Law Firm and Stay Local, um, our sponsors, for making it possible for us to come to you.